Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. I released a book last week called Success Profiles Conversations with High Achievers, and it's been a really, really fun experience. This is my third book, but it's the first one with a publisher, so this has been brand new to me. Last Friday, I had a book signing party, and it was a chance to plan my first event, so I learned a lot doing that. And the thing that strikes me is that if I had not been willing to try new things, I never would be experiencing all of this awesomeness right now. I used to hate trying things when I was a kid, probably because it took me out of my comfort zone. But here's the thing. You don't grow unless you violate that comfort zone a lot. That's where truth growth happens in your business and even in your personal life. So here's my question. What new thing are you willing to try this week? I would suggest trying a new food, take a different route to your favorite destination, visit somewhere you've never seen before, uh, commit to meeting somebody brand new. The possibilities are endless. I promise you'll feel much better for the experience and who knows something really great could result from it. So with all this in mind, I do want to introduce my very special guest this week. And my get, my guest this week is Dave Espino. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Dave Espino is considered by many to be the nation's leading expert on how to make money on eBay and on the internet with his eBay TV shows, having been seen by millions of Americans over the years. His proven eBay system has helped over 700,000 people learn how to start a successful eBay business. Besides authoring his top-selling eBay book, Dave is also a speaker and a business coach, helping entrepreneurs use the internet to build their businesses. Dave also teaches entrepreneurs who want to create and market their own info products how to become infopreneurs through his Infopreneur Mastery Program. And on top of all of that, he is a regular contributor to Success Profiles Magazine, for which I am very grateful. It's been fun having him along for the ride. So we'll talk about all of this and so much more on the show today. And so here we are with my very special guest, Dave Espino. Dave, how are you today? Doing great, Brian. Thank you so much for uh, having me on your show. It's just um, it's a, quite an honor to be on the show where so many great entrepreneurs have, uh, have come forth. So I'm very excited about today's interview. Yeah, so am I. This is going to be really, really fantastic, and you certainly do bring a lot to the table as well. So the first thing I normally ask everyone, Dave, is just give us a sense of how you started, uh, where it all began, things you overcame, how you got to where you are right now, because it's been a very interesting journey. Well, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. I started when I was seven years old, working in my parents' swap meet business in Southern California, and uh, literally every weekend while uh, kids were going to soccer or football or cheerleading, I was uh, selling stuff <laughs> hmm. at, at local swap meets. So uh, you might say that that led to an interesting warped entrepreneurial personality. <laughs> yes. Something that, that not many people uh, have had the experience of doing. But uh, it really taught me a lot early on about sales, about psychology, about what makes people tick, what makes people buy. 
and it was really a, a, a very good experience. Uh, yeah. I got involved in the internet in 1998 because I was uh, selling, I was buying and selling vintage Hot Wheels cars, which are, you know, little collectible cars from the 60s and 70s. And I kept hearing this name pop up, this website called eBay. I had no idea what it was. I wasn't even on the internet at the time. And so uh, suddenly I, I went to my friend's office to check it out and see what eBay was all about. And my eyes just were went so wide when I saw eBay for the first time. Mm. And I thought, man, you mean I could sell here to the entire world? And that just blew my mind because coming from a swap meet background where, you know, you only sell to people that come to your to your stand or to your little flea market spot um, to to know that suddenly you could sell to anybody in the whole world. That just boggled my mind. Yeah, it's a perfect extension of what you already knew how to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was a worldwide flea market. <laughs> oh, totally. So what was it like during the first weeks of learning how to negotiate or navigate through eBay? What was that like? I mean, you crushed it pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, it, it's a funny story. I sold one of my uh, harder to find Hot Wheels cars through a friend of mine. A friend of mine sold it for me for eight hundred and forty seven dollars. I took that money and some other money and bought a really nice computer and actually got on the internet for the first time <laughs> back in 1998. Now it sounds so funny because everybody's online automatically, right? But mm-hmm. back then it was quite a quite a new thing in 1998. eBay was only three years old at the time. And uh, right out of the gate, I made 1200 bucks my first week. And I was making about 1000 bucks a week on eBay uh, from that from that point on and just grew it really, really big. And it was just such a fun ride because I, I had never seen anything like it. I mean, I had been an entrepreneur all my life. had never seen anything like the power of the Internet to yeah. be able to sell so much. Yeah. So you scaled it from there, right? I mean, it didn't just stop with yeah, that. Yeah, I scaled it from there. Um, went all the way to about twelve to 15,000. Um, one of my biggest weeks was about twelve to 15,000. Um, on any given month, I was doing about ten to 15,000. And, um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a lot of fun because I was doing what I loved. I love collecting these vintage Hot Wheels cars. Um, and I loved buying them and I love selling them. So it was just a, it was a beautiful setup. Yeah. So how did you find the things that you wanted to sell? Well, I used to advertise for them. I would advertise in local, uh, papers like, um, out, out in California, they have the penny saver and the recycler and, you know, in other parts of the country, they have Thrifty Nickel, these little throwaway papers that you find at the store. I would advertise there and people would have their childhood collections and I'd go make an offer, buy the collections, keep the ones I wanted for my own collection mm-hmm. <laughs> and then resell the rest and uh, made a really nice profit that way. We literally had an assembly line going. I have pictures from back in the day when I had a couple of my friends helping me out on shipping day and we would literally have an assembly line going with all the stuff that we're shipping out every week. Yeah. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Were you more surprised by the volume of your sales or by the amount of money you were making per sale? Um, yeah, I was, I was surprised by the volume and the speed at which yeah. you could sell because I knew the prices and I knew the values of all the cars. I had actually prior to this had been selling at a local consignment store, an antique toy store where I would set up all my stuff in a case and I would rent the case and, you know, at the end of the month, they would give me a check for whatever sales minus rent and all that kind of thing. 
And I was also selling direct mail through um, a magazine called Toy Shop Magazine, oh. which uh, was a, a pretty big publication before eBay kind of took over. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, so you know, I already had a going business, but the internet just turbocharged it. I mean, it just yeah. ramped it up to such a degree. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So, at what point did you decide that you wanted to keep a list of everybody who bought from you and do something with that? Well, you know, that was an interesting discovery. I was actually in my auction management software, which, you know, allows you to keep track of your auctions and keep track of what goes out and what shipped and everything. And I saw this little tab that said email. uh, And and I was like, what's that? So I clicked on it and it said email customers. And then another light bulb went off because I had been learning all about Internet marketing at this time, kind of in parallel with doing my eBay business. And I learned the power of having an email list and having an, an, a ready audience that you could tap into. And that's when I just like, <laughs> I got all excited again because I was like, whoa, I had at that moment, I had like 647 customers that I could immediately email and let them know what I had for sale. So the next thing I did was I listed the cars, not on eBay. I listed the cars on my website with a little price and a PayPal button. And then I sent them an email and I said, hey, I've got all these cars for sale on my website. Go get them. <laughs> yeah. And literally within 48 hours, my cars were all sold out because I had, wow. I had used the power of email marketing with uh, collectibles. And it was just from that point on, I don't know if I, I don't know if I kept selling on eBay for about, I think it was about a year or two because the power of what I call beyond eBay, uh, I was able to sell out in 48 hours where with ebay it would take seven days and even that was pretty good you know but mm-hmm. 48 hours is is amazing especially when you're in this kind of business where you want to turn your money over quickly flip the cars buy more flip the cars buy more you know the more flips you can do in a given month the, the more you're making so it was it was just really uh, amazing to see the power of email marketing combined with ebay yeah so once you had your customer list and you sold out all those cars, you had to find other things to sell that same set of customers. I mean, you th- you think, well, if they bought from you once, they might buy something else from you later, right? Oh, yeah. And collectibles are the, the best things, in my opinion, to sell on eBay because you've got rabid you know, fans. They're, they go crazy for this stuff. They'll buy the same car in multiple colors. They'll buy the same car in the same color. Uh, they just they're, A lot of them are hoarders, so they'll just keep buying and buying and buying from you. So it's a beautiful model. Uh, to be able to market back to them. But over the years, I did end up selling just about anything you can imagine on eBay because uh, once I became known as, quote-unquote, the eBay expert, a lot of people wanted me to help them with stuff. And and um, so I, you name it, probably sold it on eBay, including uh, really rare muscle cars, uh, real cars, not toy cars. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, and you name it, I've, I've probably sold it on eBay. Wow. So... As a percentage, how much more could you potentially add your bottom line by doing upsells? I know it can vary by what you're selling and how much you're selling it for, but I mean, could you double, triple, even more just by doing upsells? Well, do you mean upsells through email? Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I had customers that bought from me over and over and over again, 10, 12, 15, 20 times, you know, um, so yeah, that you know the the power of having either an email list or some kind of an audience that that you control, that you can get in touch with, you know, at a moment's notice. There is absolutely nothing like that. So, uh, if there's one tip I would give any entrepreneur out there, it's 
focus on building an audience, a, a Facebook messenger list, a Facebook group, any kind of captive audience where you can communicate with them at a moment's notice and work with them like, like that. It's, it's really powerful. Fantastic. We are with Davis Spino, and he is known as the eBay guy, but he's also uh, an expert in, in helping people sell and develop businesses uh, on, online so that they can sell what they do and what they know how to do. We will come back after the break and explore all of this and so much more. I absolutely want to explore with Dave how he put together his eBay infomercial because many of you probably have seen his commercials but just had no idea who it was. Well, that guy's with me today. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Dave Espino, and he is known as the eBay guy. He had an infomercial about how to sell your things on eBay and how to develop an eBay-based business. And you can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes anytime and hear any episode we've done. You can also order my new book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble. It's in the Barnes & Noble store. You can also go to briankwright.com and order directly from my website, and you can get a free chapter from my website if you want to do that first. So lots of different ways to get the book. Please, please, please do it. That would be awesome and amazing. So Dave, you sold eBay courses on television. How did you do it? Uh, well, let me begin at the beginning. You know, the, the little story I told you about developing an email list of all my eBay customers, 
I thought, you know what? There are a lot of eBay sellers out there that should know this this strategy. So mm-hmm. I, uh, cre- I wrote a little ebook called Beyond eBay, and that was the strategy is uh, that I was teaching was build an email list. That way, you're not dependent on eBay. You could sell off your own website. You don't have to pay eBay fees. There's so many benefits um, to to that strategy. So I decided that I wanted to use the power of focus and I wanted to focus on making my ebook a full-time income over one year period of time. So I literally sold all of my vintage Hot Wheels cars, which was about $30,000 worth. And I set that money aside to live on, to give myself hundred percent focus for one year. That was the goal. And in one year I got that little ebook, one ebook (laughs) making $3,000 a month in passive income and I was just like on cloud nine because on top of my eBay income that I was making, you know, this was just passive income. I would wake up every morning and I'd go to my email and see how many sales came in overnight while I was asleep. And that just, I mean, that just, that just locked me into loving information products yeah. uh, because with eBay, you know, we'd spend a lot of time shipping that stuff out to all the customers with an ebook. It's automatically digitally delivered. And even while I'm asleep, you know, so the contrast between those two was just uh, was just awesome. So yeah. because I worked so hard at, at marketing that book, I started to become known as an eBay expert and I got contacted by a company that did infomercials. And they said, we're looking to do an infomercial about how to sell on eBay. And you're one of the experts that we're looking at. Um, I didn't find out till later that they had looked at 100 experts Oh. Uh, before they ended up choosing me to be on their show, you know, and so um, that's how the whole infomercial thing came about. And I didn't really know anything about the infomercial world at all. I mean, it was a big leap of faith. In fact, my wife and I kind of prayed over it and we made sure that was a good thing to do. And uh, it became really a life changing experience. It was just mind boggling what happened with that with that infomercial. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. So it was obviously it was scripted. What was that process like? Well, the scripting is interesting because it it, we would take literally two to three weeks to actually script out one twenty nine and a half minute infomercial. Um, And it's an entire offer process. The copywriting is somewhat different than you would do the copywriting on a sales page because it's for TV. And you're trying to at all times, you're trying to kind of guess what is on that that viewer's mind and at what point is this objection hitting their mind so you can answer that objection right at that moment. Mm-hmm. And so that it just flows real nicely from answering objection A, objection B, objection C, right into the call to action, which is the little commercial, you know, within the infomercial. And then the call to action is the big, you know, that that's where a lot of the time is spent when it comes to infomercials. Yeah. Um, that little call to action happens about every seven minutes or so. Does that sound about right? It, it happens two or three times. It depends. They they have what is called a two pod show or a three pod show, mm. and so it either happens either two or three times within each show. Mm, that's wonderful. So your sales skills. How did you learn how to sell? I mean, I know you said you had uh, you were with your family's flea market business, but when did you really really get good at sales? Well, that's that's a whole other. I have so many stories to share with you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
uh, when I when I just got out of school, I I, uh, I had a degree in drafting and design, and I was working for the city of Los Angeles in their Bureau of Engineering, and um, it, it was a really good job, but it wasn't for me. Uh, I'd grown up as an entrepreneur, and I knew there was a different life out there. So um, I got excited about the financial services business, and I started learning how to sell mutual funds and insurance and mortgage loans. Um, now, I got to tell you, though, I'm a very, very introverted person. Uh, and I actually was much more introverted then, you know, than I am now. Mm-hmm. And so I struggled for years, and I'm talking literally years, with making sales, face-to-face sales with people, uh, you know, families and business owners. And I just struggled. I was so bad <laughs> just mm-hmm. because I, I, I didn't want to talk to people. But the only thing that was pulling me in that direction was the, the great money you could make, you know, with financial services. So eventually, give give me about four or five years, and eventually I got pretty good at selling uh, face to face. And let me tell you something: there is no there is no substitute for selling face to face to really hone your sales skills and really get a sense of reading that other person, reading when they might be objecting, reading when they might be hesitant, and then being able to overcome those objections. So I really learned a lot of the sales skills early on um, doing face to face sales. Wow, that's fantastic. And that helped you develop a lot of confidence. I mean, if you when you become really good at something, you get a lot more confident at doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Selling, but also uh, public speaking, because I used to do a lot of the trainings uh, for the, the company that I worked with. So yeah. speaking in public, that really boosted my confidence. I'll tell you what, I was not a confident person, you know, starting out in life. I, I mm-hmm. had real self-esteem, you know, confidence issues, shy, introverted. So the, the sales business and the public speaking are two of the things that I credit with giving me a huge boost in confidence and being able to really move forward in my life. Um, you know, it was extremely painful at the time, Brian. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, you know, I mean, you're starving, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're not making any money and people around you are making tons of money and it's, it's very painful, but, uh, I got through it somehow and I got better and eventually I didn't suck so bad. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And developing that skill set and that confidence translates very well to being the spokesperson on your own infomercial. Right. Right. And, and even then though, um, I look at my very first shows cause I have recordings of them and oh man, <laughs> even that was a learning curve because I had to get better at speaking to camera, which is a whole different story than speaking to uh, a pub, you know, to a group. Yeah. And so I had to get good at projecting to the camera and speaking louder and having much higher energy because the camera sucks about 15 to 20 percent of your energy. You know, Mm. so you could be thinking that you're going crazy, but on camera, you just look normal. So you have to really (laughs) you have to really pump it up to a high level in order for the camera to to see, you know, excitement. Uh, Yeah. So those are those early shows. I look at them and I'm like, man, why am I so quiet? And so, you know, and at the time I thought I was pumping it up, you know. Totally. So in terms of how you help your students or in, perhaps even in your eBay uh, infomercial, when you talk to people about where do you source your products, I know that with your uh, vintage hot cars, you knew exactly where you were getting those. Someone who was selling something else, I mean, would you suggest Craigslist or garage sales or Goodwill? What, where do you suggest people source their products for an eBay business? Well, what I what I personally like is collectibles, uh, antiques, things like that that have high dollar value, mm. uh, because you work less and you make more. 
Um, there, is a, there are many trains of thought when it comes to selling on eBay. And I personally, because that's where I started was in the collectibles world. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. And that's what I taught. Now, there are all kinds of trains of thought, like I can go to a wholesale or I can go to a manufacturer and all that kind of thing. But in my mind, that's a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can certainly understand that. And with some collectibles like baseball cards, for example, there's a, the whole authenticity issue. How do you know it's really their signature? It gets exactly. it can get a little dicey, dicey when you are trying to sell something online and you don't know the person who's selling to you and you don't have any idea uh, what happens? I mean, what what happens? And I don't know if you cover this in your course at all. But what happens if you end up in a bad transaction with someone? Is there recourse? Does eBay offer that? Oh yeah, they have uh, they have buyer protection. Uh, they have seller protection. There's there's all kinds of uh, good things that have evolved over the years. Uh, you know, in the early days, it's so funny, but we used to actually say, uh, okay, send me a postal money order for your for your item <laughs> because. Mm-hmm. So few people uh, used PayPal or, you know, any kind of online payment. So, but yeah, there's plenty of seller and buyer protections now. eBay has definitely evolved yeah. in that area. Yeah. And even even back you know, 20 years ago, people didn't pay bills online. There was a huge fear about that. What if oh, someone's yeah. going to steal my, what's, what if someone's going to steal my credit card number on the internet? Well, I mean, now there are obviously securities and protections around that. I mean, that that's why PayPal is popular. That's why you can pay your your banking bills online and make deposits and, and withdrawals. But back then, there was a real concern about the safety of that. So, no, I totally understand that for sure. Let me ask you this. In terms of selling things on TV, is there a sweet spot in terms of the price points? How did you decide what price point you were going to sell your program at? Uh, yes, there, there are sweet spots, and it really varies based on the type of product it is. For example, the information product that we sold, which was – uh, originally, it was something like seven booklets and uh, a VHS tape. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is how far back the, the eBay infomercial goes. It was uh, 2001, I believe, when we first started that. Um, that was starting out at 39.95, and that was a, a sweet spot price point. And the the infomercial producers that that did my show, they were like they were some of the top experts in the world on these business opportunity uh, infomercials. They had actually done work with Don LaPree, who was one of the one of the early infomercial yep. superstars, I guess you could say. And so they knew everything about the business opportunity infomercial world. And I learned so much, you know, just working with them and collaborating on the shows like that. But eventually, as the show started to fatigue over time, they went to a nineteen dollars and ninety five cent uh, price point And we're still able to make it work that way. So sometimes they will actually, you know flex their pricing based on whether they need more front-end buyers to then offer the back-end products to or whether they feel like they can make enough on the front-end to cover some of the media costs. Mm, Absolutely. We are coming up against our next break, and we are having so much fun talking to Dave Espino about how to put together an infomercial and his experience with selling eBay courses. And we'll explore more of this when we come back from the break. And I definitely want to ask about how he has pivoted now toward online courses, not just eBay, but because there's so many different ways you can make money online. We'll explore some of these issues and we will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back very, very shortly. And here we are with Dave Espino. Come right back.
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are here with Dave Espino, who is... Uh, an info an infomercial uh, guru, not guru, but he did eBay infomercials, and now he's uh, doing online courses, and we'll explore that uh, as we go along. I do want to ask, you did choose to be your own spokesperson. Some people choose to use celebrities. What are the pros and cons of that, and how did you decide to do it yourself? Uh, that's a great question, Brian. You know, I, I was uh, connected to this infomercial company. They, they sought me out. And so they already had the business model of we need the person who's doing it, who's successful with it to be the on-camera talent, you know, and the and the author, of course, of the of the product. So so I kind of just went right into that that model. They did discuss uh, the possibility of having uh, celebrity spokespeople, you know, on the show and that kind of thing. They ended up in the early shows using. Uh, spokes models and and uh, people who were just really you know good on camera, uh, good not just visually but auditorily, mm-hmm. and um, and it worked out really well. Uh, I think the time when you use a celebrity is when you want to give your product a, a great boost right out of the gate, and you can negotiate a decent uh, set of terms with the celebrity. Um, you'd be amazed how many celebrities who are you know, I don't want to use the term disparagingly, but maybe more like B-list celebrities or people who've kind of had their day, but they're still, you know, visible in the public eye. You still know who they are, mm-hmm. um, how relatively inexpensively you could have people like that on your show. So uh, there are times when it makes sense. More often than not, though, those types of celebrity endorsements make more sense when you've got a really mass appeal product um, and business opportunity is not quite as mass appeal as the kind of mass appeal that you need for celebrity products. So something along the lines of weight loss, uh, relationships, music, you know, anything like that, where it's, it's really huge mass broad appeal. That's when you you would consider bringing in a celebrity. 
it, and it would make more sense to have celebrities in those industries because if you or I were to do a music infomercial and we aren't directly involved in that, it makes no sense. It would have a lot, make a lot more sense to have, you know, like a Tony Orlando or, or somebody like that who's been in that and people know who they are, but they just have been out of the limelight for a long right. time. I get that for sure. So let me ask you this. You've made a pivot now toward online courses, uh, not not really doing so much on TV anymore, but actually developing courses and helping people build their online businesses. You have a course called Infopreneur Mastery Program. What is that? Well, Infopreneur Mastery Program uh, was a program that I that I did a few years back, and I'm doing an updated version of it. It's called the Info Boss Program, and I love that. Uh, idea because we're we're teaching people how to sell information like a boss, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's one of the things I've done over the years. You combine the infomercial and you combine the online courses that I've been selling. We've done over 140 million dollars in sales of my of my training courses. Wow! And so I believe that not only do I believe that I can help people to turn their information, their skills, their knowledge into an ongoing passive income. But I'm passionate about this. I mean, I love this. You know, I like to say that I fell in love twice. Once I fell in love with my wife, but the second time I fell in love with information products. Wow. <laughs> because when I when that first ebook came out, the Beyond eBay ebook, and I started making money in my sleep, I was like, you know what? This this dream of the internet really is true. It really does work. It's not easy. It's not, you know, get rich quick. It takes work. It takes a learning curve like anything else. It's a real business. But mm-hmm. man, when, once you get it going, you know, you do the work once and you start receiving income, you know, ongoing. And so I was able to uh, publish online courses that got me to a, a really nice income where now I can. Well, actually, I, I started to coast, which is a really bad thing for an entrepreneur to do because. Right. <laughs> If, if you're an entrepreneur and you've been disciplined and you've worked hard and you you don't know anything other than move forward, momentum, fast forward, and if you try to coast, it, you end up being miserable. And that's what I discovered uh, about the, the first two or three months of this year was like I was just kind of floundering. Now, a couple of reasons I, I coasted was, you know, personal reasons, things that, that were out of my control. But the beautiful thing about it, though, is even when I was coasting and was not really working hard at my business, my income just kept coming in and kept growing. And that's what I love about information products. They allow you to take your message from your knowledge, your skills, your experience, package it up and multiply it out to the world, you know, by selling it. And so now I have 770,000 students in 186 countries around the world that have participated in my, in my uh, online courses and video training and I can't think of a better way or an easier way for, for an, an entrepreneur who wants to make an impact, who wants to really help people out there to do it than with information products and online courses. It's just it just fires me up. It's something I'm so passionate about. So that's why I've made the pivot. And this is what I'm doing. And I'm just so fired up about it. That is so amazing. And Dave, I do want to ask you something because with my magazine, uh, this is a question that comes up. It is a paid subscription model and and Mm -hmm. so is what you're doing. How can you be successful charging for a course when so much information is quote unquote free online? What is the challenge? 
Well, the challenge, and you know what? I get this question a lot also, Brian. Um, and, and fortunately, in my opinion, I think it's probably maybe one-tenth of the population that would ask this question. Hmm. And this has more to do with their mindset than it does with reality. Okay, a lot of people's mindset is, I just want everything for free. Uh, they don't realize that no one's going to give away the real good stuff for free. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have people all the time come up to me, they want help, they want coaching, they want, you know, and it's great. And that's why I'm creating this new InfoBoss program, because I want to be able to help a lot of people, but they're not going to give it away for free. And so the, the difference is what we do is we create a system. We create a step-by-step -step system that people can follow. We create proprietary, you know, information, information that's not out there in the, you know, in, in the YouTube world. And by having it more of a systematized deal for them, um, people want that. You know, they, they don't, they'll go to YouTube and they'll watch a three-minute video on how to, how to do X. But what they really want is a step-by-step -step process, a system that they have it on pretty good authority works and has worked for the author and that author has good credibility, you know, they want more than just a three minute video that might maybe solve their problem. Yeah, absolutely. So do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching? Do you do group programs? Have, you've probably done both. W where are you at in that journey now? I have done uh, both types. I've done a, a variety of different coaching programs. And this InfoBoss program that I'm very excited about is going to be a combination of guided training over a six-week period plus group coaching. Uh, plus, what I think is very important about it is I'm going to have a couple of onboarding sessions with each student myself. Mm. Uh, that's going to be one-on-one -on -one with each student because I think it's so critical. The way you start often determines the way you end up. Yes. And you want to be sure to start correctly. And uh, I can't think of a better way to do it than to get one-on-one -on -one with a student on a phone call or on Skype, take a look at all of their possibilities, all of their information product potentials, right? They're based on their skills, their knowledge, their experience, and guide them to where the best market is. Take into account their, their particular passion, their particular interest, and their particular personality, you know? So... Um, so I think that's going to be a really big, important part is the the guided onboarding process. Yeah. Um, and then I've got so much to offer that I've developed over the years in terms of the uh, supplementary materials that I'm going to be offering, resources and additional courses. So I'm so excited about it. I can't, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm probably going to be sounding like an infomercial soon, so you better stop <laughs> me, Brian. <laughs> that's okay. So uh, let me ask you, you've got this online masterclass too. This is a different thing completely, right? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember which one that is. Um, great question. I, well, I know that if someone goes to your website, you've got a, a, a giveaway, top five ways to turn your experience into income. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one is one that I've done live uh, locally in my area. And um, what I like to do is I like to introduce people to the world of Internet marketing. And I like to share with people the five or ten best ways to start an online business using their current interests, passions and, and, you know, and knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so I basically teach that. I teach the five best ways based on what I've learned all these years being online. And I show them what the good next steps are to take for that. Yeah, absolutely. And where can we, where can we get access to that if we really wanted to? Uh, the best place is to visit my website, 
at DaveEspino.com. Okay, fantastic. So I want to ask you about generating income by writing ebooks. We've got maybe three minutes or so to the next break, but you can okay. make some pretty good money uh, writing ebooks, right? Absolutely. You know, um, now it depends on the type of knowledge. If you have really specialized knowledge, then you're better off selling your ebook yourself on your own website. Mm. If you have uh, broad knowledge and you can go wide with a lot of individual ebooks, then you might want to look at the Kindle marketplace and write ebooks for Kindle. But in my opinion, you're probably better off doing it yourself, having your own website and offering some lead generator products, some freebies that get people into your sales funnel and then that offer them your actual ebook. And then you can also, by the way, sell your ebook at higher price points. When I sold my ebook, originally it was $29.95. I had an upsell to $49.95 and I had another upsell to $69.95. And um, you'd be amazed how many people bought the, the highest upsell because they were so excited about moving forward with their, with their eBay business at the time. So that's another beautiful thing about selling it on your own site is you can create and offer upsells and really increase your ticket uh, price as as people are buying those various upsells. Yeah, and the upsells can be video courses where they actually see you on screen explaining uh, more advanced knowledge than they actually got in the ebook, right? Absolutely, video courses, interviews with other experts. It could be audio, it could be you name it. Absolutely. So, what about the person out there that says, "But I can't write an ebook. I'm not good at this." Does it matter? Does the quality of the writing matter? Are people more interested in the knowledge? Or can you just hire someone on Fiverr or hire a ghostwriter to do some of that? What What is your experience with that? Well, I think if you've got quality, specialized knowledge, people are really looking for that. They're looking for that type of how-to, and they really want to know that somebody actually did it and was successful. Those people are not going to be as concerned you know, with whether you wrote perfect literary English or not. Uh, of course, if you're writing a fiction book, that's another story, you know, but I recommend that you create an outline, record yourself on audio, uh, giving a presentation, using that outline, get that outline, get that uh, audio transcribed, mm -hmm. and then work on editing it, putting it into a good readable form. Um, and that's just a good, real simple way to create an ebook quickly. Fantastic. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly the show is going. We are with Davis Espino, and we're talking about building an income online, whether it's through eBay, whether it's through courses, whether it's through upsells. Uh, internet marketing is huge, big, 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 big. And we will come right back after the break for our final segment, and down the stretch we come. We will come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We'll be back. To motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? 
I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. has been around as long as there have been hotels where discretion was a bitter part of value. One lecturer at Cornell University School of Hotel Administration traces the do not disturb sign roots to the aristocracy of the early 20th century at grand establishments such as the Ritz in Europe. It sure is annoying when you just want to be a slug of bed and someone knocks at the door and says, housekeeping, What's the word for the semi-conscious state between sleep and wakefulness? Hypnopompic. There are days when I wish I could wear a do not disturb sign around my neck. What to call someone who wants to lay in bed all day? A scabberlacher. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Dave Espino, and we are talking about internet marketing this week. And Dave, I want to ask you about a new book that you have coming out very soon. It's called The World's Most Perfect Business. Tell us about that. Uh, well, it's something I'm very excited about and have been, like I said, ever since I fell in love with the information products business, I really believe out of everything I've seen, and I've studied and been an entrepreneur pretty much my entire life, and I've attended so many events, I've, you know, we all watch Shark Tank and all these kinds of things, but yep. I really truly believe 100% the world's most perfect business is information products and online courses. And I'm going to make the case for that in such a powerful way that I think I'm going to, I'm going to basically defy people to read this book and not agree with me. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking it as a challenge because I, I, I swear, I think people need to know about this business and need to know how incredible it is so that they can start on their road, on their journey to success with it as well. Absolutely. So what makes it the most perfect business? I mean, obviously, the fact that you don't have to have overhead, although you can if you want to. Uh, time freedom. What else? Yeah, you could literally get started with nothing, create a product uh, and start selling it and literally sell thousands of it within within a few weeks. Um, you Your overhead is tiny. Your profit margins are 100 percent once you've created the original product. Uh, marketing to those people that that would buy your product that that target marketing is now so easy much easier than it ever was before it's easy to find communities online that are focused on your topic um, it's it's so much easier now to create information products you could literally use your phone your smartphone and create a digital online course 
There are yeah. a lot of people that don't want to be on camera, though. And so you could just record your computer screen. You could record a PowerPoint. You could record yourself doing an online tutorial. Uh, so you never even have to show your face. Mm -hmm. There are so, so many benefits. I was going to say, to people who don't want to show their face, would you say that people tend to trust you more if they see you? Would you tell them, get over it and just try it and see what happens? What would your advice be? I think it's good to show your face at the beginning of a course, uh, maybe a quick introduction on video, but even that's not necessary. I have over 60 online courses that I've published, and I think only one of those 60 courses has a face-to-camera video in it, of, you know, of me actually on camera. Now, I'm going to change that because I realized, in fact, last week, I realized as I was watching some of the old infomercials that I did, I was like, you know what? That's a talent that I need to use more often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but yeah, Would the you... average person can can even just show a photo of themselves at the beginning of a PowerPoint so that people identify who they are and then just mm -hmm. go right into an online tutorial. It, I was That's the next thing I was going to ask you. If, if all else fails or if you just really can't get over that, having a picture of yourself will at least give you some idea who am I really who am I really listening to and and that's so important I think there is a trust factor so uh, yeah absolutely and you know for those who think you have a face for radio um, you know what J try it just try it and see what happens <laughs> now um, here's another thing Brian yes. uh, the producer model the producer model is where you act as the producer you're not the actual person in the, you know creating the course you mm -hmm. could literally you could go and hire somebody right now on Craigslist that is an expert in photography or that is an expert in ballet or is an expert in whatever you want to create your course about, you could pay them X amount on a work for hire basis. And now you've got an online course that you own full rights to that you can then market as much as you want. Uh, we're going to get into that in more detail in my program, but that is a model where you don't have to be the expert or the talent or be on camera. You are really effectively act acting as the producer and the marketer of a course that somebody else created for you. Even if you have no specialized knowledge in that topic. Exactly. So I could theoretically hire a quilting expert, produce a show, work for hire, mm -hmm. do all the marketing and sell it. I retain all the rights and I just paid them a fee just to, you know, lend me their talents for a while. And boy, that, that just opens up the world, doesn't it? It, it does. Right. I mean, it, it, think of it as a, uh, a record producer back in the days, you know, when we used to have record albums and things like that. Yeah. Now you can be that person and build a business around a hot topic. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's really powerful. It is great. And I, I know this might date the show a little bit if I asked you this, but what kinds of topics do you think are hot right now and could be hot moving forward? Well, there's there's the big three in the world of information products. There's health, wealth, and relationships. So Within those three, you can just imagine there's so many sub genres and sub topics, you know, within, for example, wealth, you have how to make money with stocks, how to make money with Forex, foreign exchange, how to make money with uh, cryptocurrency. Then there's how to make money online, how to do internet marketing, how to blog, you know, how to write a book. There's so many sub topics, but those three are kind of the big three, health, wealth, and relationships. And uh, but then again, let me let me give you an interesting story. There's a guy I know on the Internet. He sells plans for how to build chicken coops. Oh, he makes six figures a year selling chicken coop 
plans. Okay, so what? <laughs> so don't disqualify yourself by saying, "Oh, health. I don't do health. I don't do wealth. I don't do relationships." You can also go into a very niche market, and it, assuming there are enough searches for that topic on the internet, and there are ways to find that out, you can go into a niche market and dominate it and still make a six-figure income. That is absolutely amazing. So <laughs> let me. Let me ask you, Dave, I'm sure, I mean, you've been around in this industry for many years. What are the biggest mistakes you see people try, you know, make when they try to start in a business like this? Well, one of the biggest mistakes is, in my opinion, is perfectionism. Um, perfectionism can get any one of us. And that is when you are thinking, man, I've got to make this so good and so perfect and so right that it kills your momentum, your forward momentum. Forward momentum is powerful and you have to harness it and you have to go after it. Um, so if you are the victim of perfectionism, that can affect your forward momentum to the point where you even just go, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to do this. And you give up too soon. Um, so I'd say get something done and get it done quickly and think of it as your first iteration. Think of it as your beta and then work to improve it. But don't don't sacrifice forward momentum at the cost of perfectionism. Yeah. So tell us where we can find this new book when it gets released. Well, I've got a waiting list for the book. I'm, I'm so fired up about it. I would say it's going to be released in the next couple of weeks. And the best way to find out about it is go to theinfoboss.com. There's a little sign up form there to get notified when the book comes out. And the book is going to be titled The World's Most Perfect Business. Can't wait for people to see it. I think it's going to blow some minds. That is absolutely amazing. I love that. So let me ask you something. Uh, mindset is a huge part of the money game, right? Yes. So how how do we develop a positive mindset around money? I mean, some of us listening might not have good experiences with money. We might think we're terrible with money. How do you fix that? Well, it, it, it's all about what you put into your brain, and it's all about who you associate with. So you want to work hard on reading on listening to podcasts like Success Profiles Radio, yes. reading your Success Profiles book, doing everything you can to ingest and digest good, positive information that is different from what the world teaches. You know, the world teaches a poverty mindset. We want to install a wealth mindset. The world teaches money is bad. We want to install a, a mindset that says money is good because I could do a lot of good with it in the world. I could impact the world. We, we need to basically replace brainwashing that's been given to us by either family or schools or or the the world uh, with good stuff and i spent a lot of my early years when i was a young man just studying some of the top success books and reading some of those books and i read over 1500 books on success wow. and business and development and entrepreneurship and listening to people like zig ziglar and jim Rohn and dennis waitley and brian tracy and listening to some of these legends back then um, installing just good, positive stuff. And then over time, the other thing you want to do is surround yourself with good, positive people as well that are going to support you. Yeah. Those are some really timeless mentors. I love Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, Jack Canfield. I just love reading all of those. We've got about three minutes to the end, Dave. So let me ask you, uh, who inspires and motivates you? Uh, well, my wife inspires and motivates me because she's stuck with me for 30 plus years. <laughs> mm. And that is not an easy task. Let me tell you, I think she should write a course on how to, how to live with 
and be married to an entrepreneur. <laughs> a but, lot uh, of women would buy that book or a lot of men would buy that book. I mean, a lot of people would buy that book. Absolutely. But um, I'm, I'm primarily inspired by a gentleman named Jim Rohn, yep. who is one of my mentors, who's uh, one that I just followed almost religiously because he had such timeless and hard-won principles uh, for success in business and success in life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you could give advice to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell him? Oh, wow. I would say focus on one thing and give it everything you have. Um, you can do anything for 90 days. So put together a series of four 90-day blocks. Work yeah. your butt off for 90 days, then take a little break and, and re, you know, reorganize and decide how you're going to attack the next 90 days. Do that for the next 90 days and the next 90 days till you've gone a year and attacked one main business. Don't dilute yourself by trying this and trying that and seeing all the shiny objects and being attracted by those. Just focus. Focus is the key to success. And of course, ingest and digest good, positive stuff at all times, like Success Profiles Radio. Yeah. Do you think the 18-year-old version of yourself would have taken that advice? No, the 18-year-old version of myself was too busy skateboarding <laughs> and getting into trouble. <laughs> you still and skateboard, though, don't you? I do. I do. I'm, I'm 54, and I still skateboard in empty swimming pools in uh, nowadays in skate parks. Uh, no longer break in the backyards, but wow. it's a blast, and I love it. Is that the scariest thing you've ever done, or is there something else? One of the scariest things I ever did was skate a 16-foot deep uh, pool at a skate park. And I literally got up to about 10 feet and my board and my body separated from the wall. And I went down about 10 feet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I didn't know, I didn't know how to ride that type of, uh, that type of a pool, but that was sure. one of the scariest things. The other scariest thing was doing the firewalk with Tony Robbins. Oh that my gosh. I bet that is. So we're <laughs> coming to the end of the show, Dave, how can we tribe with you? How can we vibe with you? How can we get in touch with you? Uh, the best way is just visit the uh, Passive Income Show Facebook group. Just look that up on Facebook, Passive Income Show. And also visit my website, theinfoboss.com, and get on that waiting list. And I would love to share that book with you as soon as it comes out. Thank you, Dave, for being with us. It was an honor and a privilege to have you here, my friend. Thank you, Brian. appreciate the opportunity. All right. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview world-class achievers and learn what they did, how they overcame, and what we can learn from their journeys. Come back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever. And until then, you have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for letting me be a part of your day. Have a good one, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to 